I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, y'all? What's up, you guys? I'm having a hard time seeing you. Um, what's up, AfterBuzzers? Thank you for tuning in to another one of our quarantine and chill nights. We're talking about 20, and we have a lot of big topics to cover in this episode. We have um, racism and stereotypes kind of going on, intersectionality with Marie, and then we got Hattie trying to balance out, you know, her little side piece and an Ida B, because, you know, that's also a little thing. But before we get into it, I want to start off with I'm Mani J, and I'm joined with two other lovely hosts. What's, what's up, y'all? It's your man, Deep Tyler Tyson. What's up? What's up? What's going on? It's Cortez, straight from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing in the house. But how y'all doing? Let's get into some it. things. Hey. It's always nice to see you guys. We're missing Rochelle. So much love to her. Um, you know, we all trying to stay safe in this Rona environment. Um, but let's get right into the show. Starting off with, I think the introduction kind of, you know, gave us this definition mm-hmm. of what it means to be a Todd. Um, mm-hmm. So just a quick little review recap of what a Todd is. You know, a Todd is somebody that just thinks they know it all. They're pretty much mediocre, but they just carry this I'm not mediocre vibe. So how do you guys feel about that whole introduction? Have you ever been a Todd? Um, just being real with yourself, or um, have you been in contact with someone else who was the Todd? Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and go. I've I've never been a Todd. I don't think I ever will be because <laughs> mediocre, and that's not me. <laughs> but um, I've met people that feel that they need to, you know, overdo things because they know that they may like in other areas, and I think that maybe in my eyes, what they were trying to get, you know, somebody who's not, you know, up here, but, you know, basically tries to overdo everything to push themselves where they feel like they should be. When they're absolutely knowing that they're not, you know, think they do or girl, you know, or I guess it was dude in this case. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I, like, like Cortez, I will never in life be a Todd. I never have been a Todd. I think that there's a certain level of arrogance that comes with being a Todd. And I'm a confident person, but I'm not arrogant at all. And um, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I, I just, I have never <clears throat> been that person. I have had to deal with them. And the way that I deal with them is either by not dealing with them or I love to blow up people's games. So like when you think that you are the ish and you are mediocre, my favorite thing in life is to actually put you in an opportunity to show off the fact that you are mediocre so that you can wake yourself up. So I, I low key get off on that. Yeah. So even with considering that and how they introduce what a Todd was and then towards the end of the towards the end of the episode, which we'll get into later, they kind of um, took on this role of like what a Todd would do. But before we get into that, who do you think are the Todds in each of the characters lives? Hmm. That's a good question. Okay, so obviously go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say with Hattie, I think that um, old girl, I, I, y'all know I'm horrible with names, so I apologize to all of our After Buzz viewers. Um, the the girl that's at the uh, job with Hattie, her kind of competition 
that sits across from her, um, mm. Chocolate Girl. I feel like she's mm. a little bit of a Todd because she thinks she knows everything just mm. because she's been there just a hair longer, but they're in like the same position. But just her aura, she kind of gives off that arrogance that is required to be a Todd. So for Hattie, I think that is definitely the Todd in her life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, Nia's Todd was the guy that um, she, you know, that obviously, you know, looks looks down on her when really it turns out at the end that he is the one that really can't, you know, take upon this improv role and really push through. So, so I mean, obviously, that's her Todd. Yeah, that's deep. I, I would agree with both of you because I was actually thinking about Hattie and the girl that she works with. She's very arrogant and just has that nasty attitude instead of being more you know friendly and inviting for Hattie she was just like "Mm, girl figure it out yourself um so now we might as well get into it now since we're talking about the Todd's and mentioning Nia how do you guys feel he decided to be to take on the role of a Todd you know she was able to making up space (laughs) I thought it was very I thought it was very fun to watch. Honestly, it really was. Like, I didn't know where it was going, but I mean, I did, but to see her actually kill it and be successful with it, like, I was like, yes, you know, especially, you know, because when she was, you know, uh, on, the, on the other side, she was struggling for a minute and she kind of had to, you know, realize like, okay, like, I need to look at the bigger picture here. And she obviously, you know, at that point, she had she had already known what a Todd was. She knew what she was dealing with. She was like, Let, you know what, let me push through and then I'll get you back later. And that's what she did. <laughs> so the, the, the interesting thing is I, so as, as an actor, you know, we're always put in situations, acting and hosting, you're always put in situations where people try you, whether it's on a sexual level or it's on a racist level, like you're just always being tried and you have to because the camera's immediately about to be on you kind of or you're in front of people like a crowd a stage you have Mm -hmm. to put your personal feelings to the side and just kind of get through it and that's kind of what we saw Nia do when the guy uh was basically setting the scene and he was like okay well you're gonna be this black girl that just you just got a fresh weave or something and you're you know just basically playing up all the stereotypes um Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, she reversed it. And then she was like, okay, well, here's the new thing. You are now this well-to-do guy, but I'm your nanny that took care of you at this time. And she just totally made it a little bit more racially Mm -hmm. balanced and and one-sided for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I just, a part of me, you know, I don't, not trying to play the sympathy card or anything, but a part of me made me stop and think and be like, okay, in that situation, was that guy being racist or was he being insensitive? Because... Mm -hmm. I don't, for some reason, I don't want to always just be quick to label somebody racist because they play up stereotypes. A lot of times we play up stereotypes because in society, the media, we think that that's what people want. We think, oh, well, if it's a black girl, then she has to be, she has to have a weave. It's impossible for her to have long Mm -hmm. hair. That's hers for some reason. But she has to have Mm -hmm. a weave. She has to come from the hood. She has to be sexually provocative. All of these things, stereotypes, but it's like, is, are you being racist for thinking that? Or are you just being insensitive because you're you're going along with what everybody else thinks? You get on the shade room and all these other blogs and that's what you see. You see the very stereotypes that we are claiming now to be racist. So I know I just thought it was wow. a very interesting thing that Lena did by presenting this situation because mm-hmm. it forces 
not just other races to kind of look at themselves and be like, are you being a racist or are you just being insensitive? But then it also forces the people, the black people that are involved in this to make you realize, mm-hmm. are you perpetuating the stereotypes by doing all of these things and feeding into social norms like social media, the shave room and all these others where they perpetuate the stereotypes or are you, you know, fixing the situation? So I just mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting. Wow. It's interesting that you even brought that up because I was going to ask you guys, like, how did you feel about the stereotypes that was presented with Nia? And I'm going to say, I don't think he was being racist. I'm going to say that he was being insensitive. And a lot of times white people, they're not quick to think about how someone else may feel. And like you said, you know, you're just already playing on what the media is presenting to you. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of unfortunate because you see like people like Tiffany Haddish, um, maybe even Monique, um, just having to live out this role constantly. And that's yeah. kind of what they, yeah. the type of jobs that are always constantly given to them, um, except for, you know, Tiffany Haddish and Madam CJ Walker, that's a different conversation. But just seeing constantly like black women having to play this loud and, ghetto type of roles um it's kind of mm-hmm. played out but we see that that is still a problem so what about you says how do you feel about that i mean you have actresses you have if you watch the show like rupaul's drag race like sometimes they have these same some of the black queens on there they play these type roles you know they but they sometimes like in in their cases they they put themselves in those situations like they subject themselves to those roles themselves without being like obviously for nia she was you know, put into that role. Like she had to, you know, make do with what she received. But in, in other examples, you know, sometimes a black woman just easy take those roles because that's what they feel like, that's what they are best at, you know? So- And it's easy money. And it's like, you yeah. know, like, and I look at someone like Taraji or Vivica or someone earlier on in their yeah. career, even Halle Berry to some extent. I mean, she did do Bass. Yeah. Uh, early on in their career, they yeah. took on these roles because those were the roles that were available. And as we said before we yeah. went live, the rent is always due. So no matter what, <laughs> why not taking this role isn't going to stop people, isn't going to stop the mm-hmm. masses from watching the movie when they put somebody else in it. And it's not going to stop the production companies from making it. So my job is to actually kill this role in this, you know, black exploitation role, mm-hmm. if you will, kill this role and then elevate my game so that I can then take on more serious roles like a hidden figures, like a Taraji mm-hmm. P. Vincent, just a mm-hmm. more serious role and not just such a black stereotypical role. I'm here to say that, yeah. you know, I understand back in the day that was, you know, the norm, but now, <laughs> I don't really like those roles, and I think I don't either. I played out actually, so yeah. like don't yeah, you know? It's just you know. <laughs> but yeah, because but I mean, kind of like. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. No, no, I was just gonna say, but that kind of is had that was Hattie's argument episode one of this of this show when she yeah. or maybe episode two when she went and started working for Ida. Her issue is that Ida, who I keep telling y'all, reminds me of somebody else in this industry. But Ida keeps pres- Tyler, you need to let us know real quick. You need to right. let us know who that like, is. Mm, 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 give us some. Give us some. I got work to do. No, 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 no. You will not stop. You will not You will not. Just give us a little bit. But that was her issue was that, okay, here's this this prominent Black production company and this Black woman that produces all of these programs, these TV shows, but they're mm-hmm. also 
predictable. They're all kind of stereotypical. Mm-hmm. The typical black woman, typical black guy. This is what the storyline is going to be. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like that was her argument the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's all we've been talking about since this show began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it made for a really great conversation amongst us, just, you know, having the different perspectives or viewpoints. Um, Yeah, because for me, I would say that the role is pretty outdated and it kind of does us a disservice because this is how people think that we all are because of these roles. But now you have people like Viola Davis who right out the gate, they, I have not seen her take a role where she had to be ghetto or, or this type of person. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go she with the side the of way. you said well, they had different. I said this, she went the other way. Roles that she's, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, she'll be a slave in a heartbeat. She, take, I she, not, she might not be ghetto, she might not be ghetto. Was, but this, is, this is the issue. In uh, Hollywood, if that is very true. If you're black, yeah, you're either the roles that are just always available. I mean, on ready, any given day, you can go out and audition for the following roles as a black female specifically you can either be the black ghetto girl with the the weave and the overly sexualized person that stereotype or you're going to be the slave one of the there's very rarely do you find unless someone goes and creates the 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 role or goes and creates and makes their own low budget production or whatever very rarely is there that middle ground where you see the multi-layered different complexities of the black woman it's like you get two either the slave or the ghetto girl that's it wow well you know what if you're watching right now please give us your opinion on this topic let us know how you're feeling about these roles and these stereotypical roles that they you know give us black people so let's just move right along into the relationship with hattie and what's homegirl's name coffee shop girl Um, coffee shop girl coffee shop girl (laughs) but her her side coffee shop i remember the side piece name what is the side piece name? Uh, you know, it's not my area. The distraction. We gave her name too. It was a distraction. <laughs> distraction. We did. We said we're just going to call her distraction. So Hattie and the distraction and then the coffee shop girl. So it's just kind of tough <laughs> for me to see the coffee shop girl and Hattie really connecting. But the relationship really does seem organic and genuine yeah. versus... <laughs> Um, Hattie and the distraction. So with the distraction walking in with her Todd, um, how did you guys feel about that? Are y'all tired of her yet? Yes. Yeah, she just comes <laughs> out of nowhere. And she comes and she's like, she's there for five seconds and within five seconds, she, she's like, she makes like the most noise. I mean, I guess that's good for her. But when she comes in, it's always like a shift in whatever is going on in that moment. Yes. So she, she's, yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel so bad for Hattie. Once again, Lena, I keep saying she has been following me around and I I have been Hattie. It seems like in every single one of these situations, I haven't dated like a Hollywood exec or anything. Well, not yet anyway. Um, But that situation, you can tell Hattie's being played. You can tell that the distraction has Hattie wrapped around her finger the fact yeah. that Hattie will forego a genuine connection, an innocent genuine connection, because it's not like they're sleeping together. It's not like they're doing anything. They're legit just connecting and, and conversing and having these serious conversations. And then in what's the distraction. And then you act like you don't even know this girl at all. Like, mm-hmm. 
that says a lot about you and your character. Um, mm -hmm. But then it also just kind of shows that Hattie may be acting out of her character because she's so caught up in this world. And so, mm -hmm. you know, all logic and everything goes out the window when, oh, when the distraction walks in. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, with Hattie and, so this girl has obviously liked her from the beginning, um, but I think she, the only thing that I wish she would have done was say um, that she, she doesn't, uh, what's that, what's she say, they don't, what, what did she say? She said they don't really, oh, they don't really know each other. That's what she said. Yeah. And when she said that, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we well, didn't say that. You could just say, oh, this is, you know, so she work at the coffee oh. shop. I mean, yeah. that's downplaying it, but that ain't saying like, oh, I don't, I don't know her <laughs> like that. You know, I ain't, I ain't with her. You, that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not with her. Like, you know, don't think that because obviously, but I don't, her relationship with the distraction, I don't get because I mean, she yeah. is never really with her. She's always just pops up and then like they go their separate ways and that's it. Like you don't really see her trying to like actively pursue her. So I don't understand why is she so wrapped around her finger? You know, like and you don't owe she... her anything. Like yeah, y'all aren't together. It. Like y'all aren't even seriously dating. So even if you were sleeping with this girl, why we got a lot? Why you got a lot, Craig? Like just yeah. because you know what? I'm gonna say just to go back to something that Ida B told Hattie about. You know, if you really wanted something serious, you would not be chasing after this girl. So yeah. I just feel that Hattie, you know, this show is called Twenty, so she has a lot to learn. And yeah, yeah. you know, I'll be lying to say that I have been in a situation like that and it's easy to get caught up in something oh, that yeah. you know is not going to be and you'll downplay all the other people who really want oh, you yeah. because you over uh, here like oh I preach. want this I you want better this. preach <laughs> on this Thursday night you better preach <laughs> you better preach <laughs> you know it happens and it has happened to the best of us um so i just think that hattie just has a lot of growing to do even in her career her her job with ida b we've seen her go to a party, like leave work to go to a party when she had the opportunity to really build, um, you know, a work relationship with Ida. So I'm gonna just say, you know, Hattie's just got a lot of growing to do. And, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate for the coffee shop girl because I could, you know, her feelings were a bit hurt. Um, but I think that that hurt. relationship is gonna unfold and become something bigger. So what do you guys think about the relationship between her and the coffee girl? I like her. I, I, I liked her from the beginning because, you know, she seems very genuine. Um, now, I will say looking at them two based off what I see in the world and looking at those two, I don't I don't see, you know, what type of couple they are. But, you know, so that's not for me to understand. I don't know. Because uh, obviously the coffee girl, she really likes Hattie. And I think Hattie, boy, I don't think, maybe not this season, she will never come around to, you know, liking her. But I like her. And I hate that she did that, but at the same time, you know, this girl also, to Hattie's, honestly, to her side, she may just think this is just a friend. Who really, know, you know, she doesn't really know how this girl feels. You know, she hadn't really expressed any interest to her. They just been having casual conversations. So on a friend level, it's still hurtful, but in terms of like a connection, you know, I mean, Hattie's really not at fault because she doesn't know how this girl feels about her, you know? I, I agree uh, with you, but I, I also think that um, I also think that you know when you're flirting mm -hmm. with somebody, and you know when you're attracted to some. Even if y'all haven't had the conversation, even if we haven't even gone down the road of expressing how I feel about you per se, 
you know when somebody's flirting with you and you know when you're having special, because you can have an intimate moment via conversation with someone that doesn't require clothes coming off or close proximity. It doesn't require any of that. It's just the nature of what y'all are talking about. And so I just think that this, that, that relationship highlights, like you said, Imani, she is in her 20s. She has a lot of growing to do, but mm -hmm. it also highlights that she's just not ready or looking or able to be completely honest with herself, thus being honest with others. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the most important lesson to take away from this entire show, which is you have to be honest with the, the, the barista girl. She should, after last night's episode, she should be able to walk away from this situation saying, you know what, I can be cool with Hattie, potentially. Mm -hmm. But as far as anything romantic, anything serious, absolutely not. Because you mm -hmm. see at any yeah. given moment, she's going to turn on you. She's not ready to embrace you seriously, taking you seriously. She's not even able to articulate her true feelings at this moment. Okay. And when somebody's showing you that, no need to get upset, no need to argue, just accept it and adjust. That's all. But you know she yeah. won't. Into, so we kind of covered, you know, the stereotypes and Hetty's situations. Um, so now about Marie. I know, Tez, this is your girl. Um, we finally <laughs> get to see Marie feel. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tyler, this your girl too? As of last week. Just as of last, as of last week. week. Oh, this is now my girl. Oh, so you done, you done traded sides. Um, a little but yeah, bit. We a finally little bit. got to see Marie feel. We seen her. You know, actually, I don't think she shed any tears, but we know that Marie <laughs> did not get the promotion, unfortunately. Um, but this was a little glimpse into her life where we, we tried to get her to feel and just to accept her feelings. Um, and I think that part of the show really touched on intersectionality, as I've mentioned before. And I think they've kind of been covering on it this whole season. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the other the black guy was able to get the job. And I think that in corporate America, even though you're black, but you're a guy, you still kind of take precedence over black women because they take on you know, the role of being black and also a woman. So they're, they're still oppressed like double ways. So I think it was just interesting that Marie did not get the promotion and the other guy did. So how do you guys feel about that? Um, so I want to start, I want to take it some steps back when she was talking, when she first found out that she didn't get the promotion and she was talking to uh, her boyfriend and just, uh, just, I noticed this within their relationship, and you can tell me if you guys caught this or agree. But basically, she said that it's your job to make me feel better. And when she said that, you know, that was another indicator from, to me that she has clearly, you know, put her boyfriend in a box uh, based off, I guess, what it means to be masculine and whatever she assumes it to be, you know. And so he's mm -hmm. just like, no, it's, that's not my job to make you feel better. My job is to... Um, what do you say? Um, to, keep, to be honest with you. To be honest with you. And that just goes to show, I think this, I think he's a really good guy. I don't even, I'm, 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 I'm even past the whole rumors of, of him being gay. I think he, she has just, her character has just made us box him just like she's boxed him. And he's mm. obviously, you know, just stuck with, not, not stuck. He's obviously with Marie. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's that, that's what I got from that. Now to fast forward back to the promotion, um, I mean, she 
I think it was kind of clear that he was he was going to get the position. I think that you know he kind of was working hard for that. I guess they both were, but at the end, you find out that the the, the previous boss um, said that she they were intimidated, they were like threatened by her, and that you know she's obviously that character. Like she is like uh, you know um, a, a Miranda Priest in the making. Like I I felt that. Like I felt that maybe they would work under her and be scared of her because she was just wanted that position so bad, which they both did. But her personality gave, you know, you know, monstrous boss. So yeah, I was unfortunate to hear that she didn't get it. But I mean, when that watching that whole thing happen, it just made more sense as to why she didn't get the position. Um even based mm-hmm. off of what you're saying when it comes to a black male versus uh, uh, um, a black female. That, I think this is her agreed i um so one i really enjoyed chuck her boyfriend yeah for the first time for the first time in this entire season i felt like everything he said his approach to her was appropriate Mm -hmm. um i also think that he gives her what she gives him as you said imani she we didn't see not one tear fall she was quote unquote emotional but we didn't see one tear fall she kind of comes off very robotic stoic ice queen if you will and i Mm -hmm. feel like what we see with their interaction is him giving her that same kind of stoic cold dry response and Mm -hmm. i do agree with him well it isn't his job to make her happy it is his job to make uh, to stay honest but kind of it is his job to make her happy at times like when you're in a relationship with somebody you do lean on them a little bit and you you want to get to a place where they can anticipate your needs and wants without you even having to say anything like I don't want to have to tell you mm-hmm. oh I had a bad day today and I need you to do x y and z to make me try to get a little bit in a better mental place so that I can move on beyond it like I kind of want you to already know how to do that um mm-hmm. but then with the promotion thing it's interesting because I, you know, working in media, listening and being so into the lives of Black women and all of that, my experience is the complete opposite of what the media and everybody else is saying is going on. Because what I see when I was working in corporate America were the Black women that were excelling. You know, educated Black men, with whether you have degrees or not, you and most time, unless there's a, a good old boys club or like a, the men are running the show, you usually come at the end. It's usually the women that run. When it's time to fire people, everyone gets fired except for the women. <laughs> like, in my, like, I even had to, I'm not going to say, but I had to sue a company, a major Fortune 500 company for discrimination because of the simple fact that as a black man that was beyond qualified, promotion after promotion after promotion after promotion, I kept getting looked over. And, but my boss was a woman. The people that kept getting promoted over me were women. Like it was just never, you never saw black men going up the chain, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how much experience you have. So I do think though, I do think that black women, of course, obviously have a serious struggle. And if there is a a, a boys club, especially, and it also depends on your industry. You talk politics, and of course we know men, whether you're black, white, or whatever, you definitely have an easier path than, even gay, you have an easier path than you do women. Women always have to be, I mean, the cream of the crop. And even when you have 
the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Look at 2016. We still, you still don't, you still don't, the best person still doesn't get it. So mm-hmm. I think it just all depends yeah. on your industry. Um, there are certain industries that are just heavily male dominated politics and whatever industry mm-hmm. Marie happens to be in. Um, but I don't think it's a, like that across the board. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what, just even just considering all of this that both of you have said, the only thing that we have seen, I cannot recall, um, what's, what is the, the black guy who got the promotion? Do you remember his name? His name is Ben. I'm bad all I feel like his name. name is Ben. Ben? Yeah. Okay. So Ben, um, we haven't really, I don't recall seeing his work ethic or his strategy to, you know, <laughs> win over her. We seen him taking a trip. I don't know if that was a business trip, but he was leaving. Um, but yeah. we got, we were able to see her build this connection with Iman. What's his name? Quint, it was a, a F boy name. Quintrail. 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 Yeah. Quintrail. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we were able to see her build this connection with Quintrail and that's somebody that they really wanted. So it's just interesting that they mm. they put that on there because while it might not be all across the board, this is an issue that, you know, is here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think we've covered everything in this episode. Um, how do you guys, what are your predictions? Tez, you want to start? Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder is Quintrell gonna make a, an, an appearance because they they wrote him in, you know, they made it, they kind of teased us with this little spicy little session, and we didn't get the session, so I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> so hopefully he comes back, you know, because <laughs> we know you were waiting on this session, right? I was like waiting on this session, and nobody else was. <laughs> um, and then I think that. I think they're going to take it back to Hattie. This episode was really focused on uh, Marie and Nia, I think specifically. So now they may tie, they they may bring back in the ties of um, the barista. And then now we have, it seems like uh, with Ida, there's an issue between Ida and Hattie. So I think the next episode, which is the finale, will be heavily on Hattie, specifically. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where they could really go with Marie. Because you know her, her boss is basically he's not asking her to quit, but he's kind of asking her to quit. It's kind of weird, you know, the, the tone which he gave. And then Nia, you know, she's like up, oh, she's up here, oh, so yeah. maybe they'll bring, maybe they'll bring back in uh, Big Sean. I don't know. So my prediction is simply, I think that um, Hattie's about to be fired. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. You say I Hattie's about, about to, be- to be fired? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think something think- happened drastic with Hattie. I, I um she's just been having a good 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 ease coasting time, and I mm-hmm. think she's gonna have to get a wake up call in, in yeah. some kind of way. And I think that's probably the one thing that she needs because nothing else is like clearly is waking her up. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit confused. And Cortez, you just reminded me of something that just confused the hell out of me. Her what? interaction, uh, Marie's interaction with her boss when they were standing out in the parking lot and then they got like right up in your face, like they were about to have like a whole moment. I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? I didn't see that. That kind of caught me off guard because maybe that's why you didn't get your promotion. Have you been flirting all up in your boss's face? Did you give him some and then it didn't work? So now, you know, he don't want you up there in the upper echelon because, you know, you were just a hit it and quit it type situation. 
I don't know. But this is I I um I I I think I agree with everything you said. I think the next episode is gonna be focused. Uh, oh, sorry. Can y'all still hear me? Sorry, low battery. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Uh, I think I think that uh, every uh, the next episode will be basically focused on Hattie. Um, I wish it would be focused on Marie because I'm more interested in that storyline. I told y'all last week. I really don't even care about Hattie's storyline anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Marie's storyline has gotten so dramatic, and I can't think of this movie with Taraji. Um, but I think that. Marie is going to go start her own company and she's going to link up with Iman Schumpert or um, Quintrell. Quintrell. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I can, can see, see the way Marie looked as she, as she walked off from her boss was like, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. like I've seen the power in her. Um, since she doesn't have those emotions, she's not super Philly, Philly, and all mm-hmm. of that. She's not really connected. Mm-hmm. I think that helps her as a businesswoman. And now she's just going to use that energy and just do her own thing. So I see that happening with Marie. I think that her relationship with Chuck is not going to last simply because she. It's not a, she's too um, guarded. Um, and I don't think he is gay at this point. I think they kind of did yeah. that purposely just to show you that, you know, some people have kinks. The, there's no need to kink shame. Um, and that doesn't mean that they are this or that. And I like mm-hmm. how Tez, you mentioned this box that she's put him in and it just automatically made us put him into this box as yeah. well. Um, I think it was deep that he said, you know, it's my job to be honest with you. So I think he has been honest with her. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mia, I think Big Sean is around to teach her a lesson. It's kind of hard to say if he's really being, you know, loyal. Well, they aren't together. So who's yeah. it? I don't know who he's messing with, but it is a little tough that he doesn't have a, a phone and he's not. We rarely see him. But when she gets into these moments where she's questioning herself, then he does pop up. So he's like, you know, he's keeping her grounded. So I think he is going to make another return because now she done dealt with this stereotypical Hollywood black girl type Mm -hmm. of role. So I think he's going to come and just make her, um, you know, just get in touch with her true self. Mm -hmm. Um, He's really good for that. And then with Hattie, it's really hard to say um, what's going to happen with Hattie. I like how, you know, she has been, things has kind of been easy for her. So I think that maybe her and Ida B, they might kiss or get a little intimate. And um, that's when Ida B is going to toss her. So that's what I think. I don't know. I do want to mention <laughs> that also in the preview for the, for the finale, there was something related to uh, Marie and her birthday. So maybe I think we will see more Marie. I think I didn't mention it in our predictions. But uh, as I re- remember that they showed like the next, you know, like the first couple of seconds of it, Marie will probably be heavily involved. In, but I wonder where they're going to take her. They're going to touch on her Chuck relationship, her job relationship, or even her mom. Mm. Because I, it, it did say like mom or something like that, like her came to dinner. So I don't know. This is this is what I saw wow. in the preview. So I mean, they haven't touched on it in a while. There's so many ways they can go with all these characters. They've opened a room to go, like a way to go for all these characters. So I'm excited to see. 
Yes, I'm excited as well. So all of our after buzzers out there, if you have your predictions, please leave your comments below. Let us know what you think are going to happen with each of these characters. Um, we'll see you next time. I'm Mani J. You can find me on all social media platforms at Imani, I-M-A-N-I-A, Jack. Where can they find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at stupid wild tiz, just like that. Oh, that's all you got, just like that. Right. Just like that. Like that. <laughs> and of course, you can follow. <laughs> period. And of course, you can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. Yes. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.